the free for all roundtable round two Hey, it's all politicians all the time today. Brampton Mayor Patrick Brown is on the panel. Brad Bradford, Toronto City Councillor, is here. And Andrea Hazel is the Liberal MPP for Scarborough. And uh, you're kind of a rookie, aren't you? You were just uh, elected in a by-election. Uh, yes, I was just elected uh, July 27, but I'm not a rookie to the people of uh, Scarborough. No, that I knew, but certainly a rookie MPP, probably champing at the bit to get back into the House and have things reconvened. Let's talk about a few political things. Actually, let's start with Bonnie Crombie, since uh, she is your party's potential future leader. And I'll begin with you, Andrea, on this one. Last night, all five of the candidates for the leadership uh, were involved in a debate, and perhaps not surprising four of them went after Bonnie Crombie. Uh, yes, it's it's not surprising. Um, she is a, a front runner uh, in the race. But for me, um, uh, coming off a, a big win on July 27th, I must say uh, the party is actually lucky to have five, you know, brilliant um, uh, candidates running uh, for leaders. And they came out um, on the grounds uh, supporting my campaign. And I am supporting all five of them and, and really rallying for the strongest leader uh, to win because it's going to take that person um, getting us uh, much stronger um, on the grounds, um, getting back um, uh, to getting more people to um, uh, have their faith and trust in us and uh, to rebuild um, uh, us provincially. Yesterday, Patrick Brown, Bonnie uh, Crombie revealed that she was going to be taking leave, not resigning, but taking leave as of the 7th of October. Does that kind of change the chemistry in your region? Well, she really hasn't been present um, since she announced her intention to run. So I think it's more of a continuation of what we've seen for the the last six months. I think it was more of her counselors being uh, frustrated with that decision having not been made. And so, you know, when I was at regional council, it seemed everyone was relieved that they can get back to business. Okay. So, I mean, it sounds like you feel that she's kind of been uh, slumming. Well, I, I think she's obviously been very focused on on the Liberal leadership, and, and obviously it's a, um, an intense contest. And you look at those membership numbers, and you know, um, I, I think she's taking the race more seriously now. I, I think uh, because some other candidates had had significant numbers, it uh, might be more of a fight to the finish. Uh, but clearly, by last night's uh, debate, uh, you know, the, she was the focus of of attention, and so I think people still view her as the as the front runner. Brad Bradford, you can be forgiven if you didn't watch the debate last night. There are going to be five of them. This is for the third-ranked party at Queen's Park, and, uh, you know, I, I was watching something else. Yeah, you know, I was back and forth between the Jays and NFL Thursday night there, uh, so I didn't catch it. But I, I would just say, you know, for folks that think this thing is all said and done, uh, we've seen time and time again in leadership races, uh, you start moving down ballot and anything can happen. And, uh, you know, as Patrick said there, you look at the numbers in the signups, um, people pump those up and there's probably sign-up inflation. But at the same time, uh, if this thing isn't done on the first ballot, uh, then it's a calculation for people and folks who are members of the party, who's your second choice? Yeah. And uh, I think those could be split in some pretty interesting ways, and, and you might actually end up with a surprise outcome. Justin Trudeau yesterday was talking about a lot of issues, but I think the biggest takeaway was certainly the proposal that they take the GST off of uh, rental properties. And Brad Bradford, housing is one of your specialties, so maybe I'll start with you on this one. I don't pretend to understand the mechanism by which this is going to stimulate 
stimulate the building of new rentals? Well, it's a big one. And actually, I was... Uh, pleased, relieved, excited to see this announcement from the federal government. Uh, it's certainly something that both builders and the not-for-profit and market side have been calling for for years from all governments. And the fact that uh, the Liberals are stepping up on this front indicates that uh, you know we're breaking through. They are listening. They are getting serious about the housing crisis. And you know I think uh, rightfully Polyev has really owned that space for the the last little while. And uh, this is an indication that uh, the federal Liberals are not going to lay down on this anymore. What it means effectively is we are going to incentivize the construction of purpose-built rental. So, you know, capital, there's only so much capital allocated for every project. And because of the long payback periods on rental projects, typically we see condos. And certainly in the Toronto market, that's been the case for the past 20 years. You, you do a development, you get in and out, you do registration, you turn it over and you get your money out. Uh, rental requires much more patient, longer-term capital, and it's a longer payback period. So so having relief on the GST and, uh, you know, all indications are that the province is going to come with, which is really important. We will see more rental construction starts. And the best thing for, you know, controlling rents is a 7% rental vacancy. So we need more units. Okay. But Patrick Brown, aren't we here incentivizing something that is already profitable? So effectively, we're waving away public money, tax dollars, and these people were, you know, might have built a rental property anyway. So I I agree with um, Brad Bradford on this. Uh, we need supply. You need supply, and and uh, we don't have it right now. People are not building purpose-built rental, and so we need it. Uh, if you look at developers, they're all building condos, and so this is an incentive to get in the game. We desperately need more rental. We don't. The, the vacancies are so small. The competition for a rental uh, apartment is very um, intense, and. You know, we need to add to what we have. What I would say on this, though, is there's a lot of tinkering around the edges. These are all small moves. I'll say helpful moves. But, you know, I look in Peel Region, we can't get new housing supply. One of the reasons is we don't have servicing capacity. You know, to, to, to meet the new growth targets, we need $9 billion that no one in the federal provincial government is talking about helping us with. Um, and so servicing, wastewater, um, uh, th those are the massive issues in the housing crisis where there's no solutions for and no one in Ottawa is talking about. Andrea Hazel, are we giving up public revenues in exchange for something that should have happened anyway? I, I I don't agree with that because there is definitely um, a housing crisis um, in Ontario right now. And and being on the grounds, I'm, I'm not too sure if um, uh, 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 Patrick um, uh, knows about this, but in, in the rental space, we've got four people, or I should say four students living in a, a one room apartment. Like it's a crisis. And if our federal government um, um, has made, you know, um, a major step um, to make it more affordable to build promise bill rental construction and um, to basically remove all of the HSD. I think that is going to um, incentivize um, a lot of developers to to build, you know, enough more rental uh, purpose bill uh, buildings like and, and we need it now. But what I'm glad to see um the province is going to remove their share of the HSD as well. But it's not clear to me why they waited for the federal government to move first in this, especially for me, as most of the HSD and housing construction is the provincial portion and not the federal. So while the federal government has a role to play in solving the housing crisis, I think the province has the, province has the most tools 
And we see again and again that Doug Ford is letting the people of Ontario down on this issue. I wanted to move to something else that Justin Trudeau was talking about yesterday, and that is, I guess, you know, don't make me pull this car over, uh, a message to Canadian grocers where he said, you guys find a way to lower prices or I will. Are there any tools by which he could do so? Patrick Brown. Yeah, I'm not sure what federal tools are. That I don't. All the parties are are talking about. I think there probably isn't enough competition in the sector. You know, 80% of the sector being owned by five companies, and so if there's a way to encourage more competition, you know, I think if you look at the price of groceries in in Canada compared to elsewhere, there are some aspects of of the marketplace that were not competitive you know and there's reasons for that you, you look at the dairy industry but uh you know i'm not sure anyone in ottawa is prepared to um stop the the, the subsidies and the intervention that ottawa has in, in those sectors um andrea hazel i'll turn to you and yeah patrick brown is right i mean owing to the means by which we compensate dairy farmers our dairy products are very very expensive but it's also a, a better life for the dairy farmers and so, um, once again, we, we're looking at um, uh, in, in, an inflation. Like, I call all these um, situations a crisis because I am a family of uh, three uh, children, and I do feel it um, in the grocery store as well. And so I am looking at um, uh, what uh, Trudeau is, is going to um, you know, assembling um, the groceries companies to uh, at least reduce prices by Thanksgiving. Like food prices are rising higher than inflation at large, and and it's it's not right. And so, how do we get um, these uh, big box corporation to understand that they cannot continue to make revenue off the backs of local families in Ontario? Brad Bradford, Andrea is absolutely right. Uh, food inflation, the last time I checked, I think is running at about nine point three percent. Core inflation is running at three point three percent. But are we being hosed? And can Justin Trudeau do something about it? Uh, two different answers to that question. Okay. Yes, we're being hosed. No, I'm not sure any government can do something about it. But it was, again, back to the federal liberals trying to come out of this slump. Speaking to the issues that are top of mind for Canadians, it's good to see. Um, I, I would say that, you know, there's there's a history in big grocers of price fixing. You think about the bread, bread from a few yeah. years ago, right? Like, it's not like we haven't seen that before. Um, I think, effectively, they're, they're looking at putting more resources into the Competition Bureau, arm's length agency, having them do that work. I don't know what the ideas are, but I'm sure Canadians and Torontonians would really like to see some some. Rel- Leaf at the grocery till right now because, as Andrea said, it is hard for families, for seniors, folks on fixed income, and uh, we're all getting really jammed right now. Uh, Patrick Brown is uh, Pierre Polyev having his freedom of speech squelched because the union at WestJet is complaining about him getting on the PA. This is more of an inside baseball uh, yeah. topic. Um, I don't think anyone actually cares about whether you know he spoke for a minute on uh, on the plane. I'm surprised how much attention this has got, but I guess on, on slow nose days, uh, they need something to talk about. Yeah, but Brad Bradford, he felt the need to come back and, and whinge about it. Uh, yeah, like it's annoying and obnoxious. I, <laughs> I, I, you know, like Patrick, I wouldn't care if somebody got up on the PA. I think it's, you know, it's uh, union sort of weighing into this, like this was... Uh, uh, 
totally improper. Okay, like, you know, let's talk about the service on airlines right now. Let's talk about people waiting hours for their bags. Let's talk about lineups and queues at airports. Like, those are the issues that airline consumers care about. But at the same time, you know, uh, Mr. Polly of clapping back or whatever, infringement on the freedom of speech. Yeah, everything's like, about freedom oh, these it's, days. It's a little obnoxious for me. Andrea, you get the last word on this one. And I'll tell you, I am not going to even speak about it because he does not deserve that recognition. What I want to leave um, Ontario Ontarians with is um, we care about families, about affordability, about the housing crisis that we're in. And the biggest one on the platform for the government right now is the $8.3 billion that he has um, given to his um, developer's friend. And we want that to go back into the green belt. That's where we stand. That's what we're focusing on. All right. Thank you very much, Andrea Hazel, newly elected Liberal MPP, Brad Bradford, City Councillor in the City of Toronto, and Patrick Brown, Mayor of Brampton. Catch the roundtable, round one at 7.45, round two at 8.45. Weekday mornings on More in the Morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.